the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I'm hoping you're having a blessed day. I'll tell you what I am. Aren't, we're so blessed to live in this country. We're so blessed to have what we have. And I tell you, my heart goes out to a lot of things, uh, just like I talked about a little bit last week about the Minta Mori and Corpus with the human tra- trafficking. That You know, what are you doing in the community? What are we doing to help others? You know, the real character comes out by how you treat others and uh you know, I, and I can pertain that to the car dealers because I'm going to tell you, they treat you like we're best friends and they rob you of all your money. Well, that's kind of not my best friend. I don't want to deal with those kind of people. But 80% of the car dealers in Texas will uh, take advantage of you and 20% will tell you the truth. And I'm hoping that you're dealing with the 20%. I deal with those and I know the difference because I've been in the business 50 years, but uh Hassle-free auto buying, we've launched that, and it's been a success. We're getting lots of hits. We're helping a few people. But it's it's a situation where you can give us a call, and 80% of the people, and this is the dealership's figures, not mine, not Randy Adams, but the 80% of the people walk into dealerships buy something that they don't intend to buy. So that's steering you, which is illegal, we talked about in real estate, but it's not illegal in the car business. Let me tell you what you can afford. I talked about the lady from Seguin uh, last week that walked into a dealership, and after seven hours, she, she spent eight hours in the dealership, but after seven hours, she's ready to sell, sign the contract and walk out. And then we've been talking about how much money the dealers make on add-ons. So all that stuff. We take care of. And hassle-free auto buying, we do the negotiating for you. We make sure that your credit's set up right and cleaned up. We make sure that you get plenty for your trade-in. We make sure that everything's taken care of. And you don't have to walk into the F&I department, you know, that you can lose a 1000 to three to 4000 I, I was talking to a guy that uh, his wife went in and bought a car, and after she walked out, she owed way too much money. And then it goes over the curb and it loses even more. So we take all that fear out, all the education that we have, all the right dealers. We'll take all of that out of it and we'll negotiate the deal for you for a small fee. Right now we're still continuing it with our $195. Uh, usually it's uh, $395. I've got locked doctors and lawyers and business people who paid the $395. I guess they can afford it. But we're still giving them this special deal, $195. And we're going to take care of it and save you thousands of dollars. That's hassle-free auto buying. Tell your friends and neighbors. We'll get you a new car, but we'll get the one you really want. Not, not like the lady in Seguin that went in there for one unit, and she got way less unit for more money. It's because she signed that contract in a hurry. We don't want you signing no contracts in a hurry. We don't want them uh, packing a deal. And you remember what packing a deal is? They just go ahead and put a figure on your contract. And if you don't ask about it, they just go right over it, and you get $45 a month. And if you've got 84 months, wow, can you imagine? That's over $4,000 in their pocket. And if it's 108-month payments, you know what? I'm worried about this country in four years. Can you imagine somebody signing a 108-month contract on a car? They're going to be praying every day that it lasts that long, praying every day that it's worth something. You know, you can get in bondage in a vehicle really, really quick, really tough. We owe, we owe, we owe. As we go, we go, we go. Well, 
I'm hoping that uh, you see that uh, opportunity that you need to be educated. I love Proverbs 1.5, let the wise uh, listen and add to their learning. You know what? I listen to I listen to my customers. I listen to you. I've had a lot of people come meet me at my car lot in New Braunfels. That's on I-35. Give me a call at my office, 830-625-7159. I'll answer any question. I'll answer any question on air today. We're on 930, the answer. And the phone number is 210-308-8867. I got the boss in here making sure I do everything right today. Baron's in here. Shema's in here. I got all the right people in here. This is a great station. But you know what about this station? It's like some stations, and I, I've got some stations that don't like me. But anyway, uh, they care about your well-being. They understand, you know, the biggest problem with divorces and one of the number one factors is finances. What if you've got two or three cars and you owe too much on all three? You're trying to outrun their value. You're trying to keep them up, fix them up. You're paying retail premium to your insurance agent. We're going to talk about that maybe a little bit. I've got the insurance people mad at me. I, I got the bankers mad at me. I got the card. I must be doing my job. I've got everybody examining things we never examine about. What are you examining in your life? So you've got three cars. You're trying to make the payments on all of them. You're paying insurance, upkeep, maintenance, and they're losing money every month. That's a little tough on a marriage. What are relationships worth in your life? Why not make a better decision? The best kind of car is a paid-for car. There's two kinds of cars in this world, a Ford and can't afford. And them can't affords will cost you relationships, cost you a lot of money, interest. And I discuss this several times. If you've got a $20,000 note on a vehicle, you got to make 24000 in order to pay that 20 because you got to pay income tax on it. It's after tax dollars. And then you got to pay interest on it. So now you got to make even more to make that payment. And if you can afford it, buy it. Take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires because it's your money, your hard earned money. And I hate to see you waste it. So give us a call here if you've got any questions 210 308 8867. And I had a man ask me what my platform was. I said, well, I don't, I'm not diving off in a pool, so I don't know. But really, my platform here is to educate you, to give back to the community. I want to give back because I'm a giver now. I used to be a taker. I was, I was one of them normal car dealers that was above everybody and ever, just like I put on Facebook this morning. Do car dealers obey the laws? Well, the problem is there's 28,000 car dealers in Texas and there's 17 investigators. Now, how can they watch everybody? I'm going to tell you, they do whatever their little heart desires. We were talking about catalytic converters and emissions. It's illegal to sell a car in Texas retail with no catalytic converters. And that's for dealers, not for individuals. I think individuals can get by with it. I'm not sure about that, how they attack them, but most of the time they don't. But anyway, probably 60 to 70% of the used car dealers in San Antonio and in Texas, and may get a little more some other areas, it's illegal to sell a, a truck without em, emissions on it. Well, they don't care. They sell them anyway that way. And I, I told a story about a guy who found a truck in, in one of my parking lots, and he said, I want to buy that truck. And I said, well, i got to put the emissions on it first. He said, no, you don't. I'm going to take them off anyway. I said, you can do whatever you want to, but when I sell that unit, it's going to have emissions on it because I'm not going to take a chance of getting a $25,000 fine. Too many people buy them. I tell you what, don't take the emissions off of these brand-new trucks. Hey, it's 5000 to replace the emissions on these late-model trucks. 5000 You want to devalue your truck, and if you don't like it and you want to get rid of it in a year or two, and you've taken the emissions off, and then they throw them away, and then the real crazy things is they leave it with the guy that takes it off. He sells it for two or three thousand. You want to give two or three thousand out of your pocket to a muffler guy that's exchanging that and giving you a straight pipe and giving you a tuner, which now it's illegal to put a tuners in. So there's so much money that people don't realize they can lose on just even emissions. So you got to watch out what you're buying, what you're doing in your vehicle. 
Give me an example. Guy had a 14 Ford, Ford diesel, and he took the emissions off of it, and he wanted to sell it. He can't sell it to a Ford dealer because it cost him 5000 to fix it. He can't really sell it to a used car dealer because they're supposed to fix it. But he found a dealer that would uh, not fix it. He's going to sell it like it is, but it doesn't matter to him. Now, he's not going to give the full value because he's got the buyer, the seller, at a disadvantage. Now, you think he's going to give you all the money when he knows he can cut you to your knees that nobody else is going to buy it? Save that money. Leave the emissions on there. Figure out how long you're going to keep. Now, you know, do whatever your little heart desires, but, you know, get it out of warranty at least. A lot of these guys take that emissions off right away, and then it's, it's no good on the warranty. That's another bad decision. So, you know, think about what you're doing before you do it, and think about what you're buying, and think about, hey, what if I want to take it to the big city and I've got to pass emissions? Well, it's going to cost you money to get it set up. John, how you doing today? we got John online. Thank you for calling Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Well, I'm I'm fighting still. I'm not giving up. Great. <laughs> I'm from the old I'm from the old school and um I just think that the customer is right and I know nowadays that the young folks coming up they just have a different set of ethics. I had an experience in a Ford dealership. I don't want to name them. Thank you. Um but I think it's systemic in and, and um I had a problem with my Ford F250 um I had a that uh, moisture canister over the over the gas tank was clogged up with dirt, right. and they had to drop had to drop the uh, tank to replace the canister. And um, well, it come to find out they had to drop that tire, and I didn't have the extension. I had bought that vehicle from another Ford dealership, and didn't get the little extension on the the little key on the right. on the rod to drop the uh, Tire. So the serviceman went into my truck looking for it and just uh, I had all my tools and stuff. And when I got the vehicle back, the uh, vent seat was up and the tools were all over the place, you know, not put back. And I called it to the attention of the owner and um, he made it good, but uh, went back for a check engine light associated with the uh, with the service and had another bad incident. Uh, and um, I just think that, you know, I told the owner, I'm a Ford man and I I need to buy from a Ford dealership. And I had a, a lemon here. I'm trying to make lemonade, but it's just the attitude of the service department has driven me away from buying from that dealer. I had a conversation with a man who was a service. He was a mechanic at a GM dealership, and then he became a service manager. And he talked about the pressure of he he left there, and he's doing something else now. And he's a, a faithful listener. He might be listening this morning, but he listens to a lot of my shows, and he even listens to my late-night shows. And uh, he talked about the pressure of the service department having to make as much money as they can to cover the overhead of a dealership, a large percentage of the overhead, and that the pressure was on them to make as much as they could because it takes a million and a half a month to open a lot of these in-town San Antonio large dealerships, and that they put the pressure there on the service department. So those guys are trying to do the job quick, fast, and easy, and they're getting sloppy. And so that was, you know, and he was telling me, and this guy works for the city now. In fact, he works in the city of San Antonio. And uh, he said the pressure's off. He said probably doesn't make the big money he was. Those guys are all got, uh, they've got to make a bunch of money to cover the overhead in a lot of these big dealerships that's going around. Well, I can I can sure see that in in my experience, and um, I don't know how we're going to do it. I know businesses and in, in all different fields, and and getting good help is really a problem. Well, it really is. Nobody wants to work anymore, and I pick on the people that's under thirty five years old. But I think we haven't taught our children to work. We haven't taught them business. Uh, 
I'm t- I've taught my sons. I didn't teach to work as hard as I should have, and I didn't get. But that I've got an adopted son right now. I love super well, but I also love him enough. I've taught him business. I'm working with him on business. I'm working on him being productive all the time. And I don't think we've been still that in our children nowadays. And then here we go again. We our children see us in debt, and and got a car payment. Has car payments become the norm? Is it? Um, the American way to have a car payment, and especially one that's too high, and you let a young kid tell you what you can afford and what you need to buy. And, I mean, these dealerships are trained to the hilt. I mean, you wouldn't believe the training, the salesmen, the closers, the new car managers and the used car managers go through to get every available dollar off of you they can get. And they don't care if you're buried. They don't care if you can't afford it. They get their money. And it's now the bank or the banker's problem. And so all of this has become a dog-eat-dog business, to tell you the truth. Well, I appreciate your show. No, I appreciate you calling. Thank you, John. I think anybody would like to have a question, give us a call, 210-308-8867. You know, and, and things, you know, are we putting out what we expect other people to put out? And, you know, John's one of those kind of people, I guarantee he takes care of his business, and he gets things done. But we expect other people to treat us that way and do those things, and they're not doing it. You know, I mean, how do we weigh it all up? You know, and you know, even our opinions, and, and we've got opinions, and everybody's got, and it's a war in our heads. Our opinions are a war in our heads because we expect people to do what we do. But, you know, if you realize uh, that we own these opinions and they're in our heads, you know, that's why I talk so much about forgiving everybody. Because I'm going to tell you something. We don't need our minds, our opinions in our minds at war with each other, you know, and, and we don't need those opinions spilling out on everybody else. Even though I'm, I guess I'm giving opinions in what I'm doing, but I'm trying to educate you. I'm trying to open your eyes. I'm trying to give you common sense. I'm trying to give you the traps that are in the in purchases. And I mean, like Steve Sorensen, my co-host in Corpus Christi, talks about, you can pertain what I'm trying to teach you in every purchase you make. How many times you want to reward yourself? You know, you've lost that love and feeling. Have you ever felt that way when you bought a new car or a new truck? I'm going to love this car for the rest of my life. I just love this new truck. Ain't it great? I'm going to tell you. And then you, a year down the road, you're not washing it. You're not taking care of it. You're not as proud of it. I love my wife more today than I did when I married her. That love, that of relationship. But how to work can you have a relationship with a car? It don't know you. It don't know what it's worth. It don't know the payments, and it don't care. It eats money. It loses money. And here we go trying to keep it up, praying that it's worth something when we get it paid for. I'm gonna t- I talked to a gentleman in Colorado. Met a guy in Colorado, and we've become buddies. And uh, he's got a truck, and he was worried it's got 180,000 miles on it. And we got to discussing it. And I've helped him in some situations with him and, and told him what to do because I've got a, the same diesel with a hundred, I'm sorry, a million and two hundred thousand miles. There's some, tr- I've got a diesel and we fired it up the other day, been sitting a year. We fired it up and moved it because the city made me move it. <laughs> city of New Brunswick picking on me a little bit. And this truck I've owned since 93, it's got a million, two hundred thousand miles at least. But the head's never been off. Why? Because I take care of it. Uh, I guess we love that truck so much we don't sell it. I don't know. I guess I love that old truck. But I tell you what, when it had 700,000 miles on it, I bought three Corvettes in Richmond, Kentucky. The guy needed cash and needed it right away, and he had three mid-year Corvettes. had uh, 264s and a 66, and he they were... They needed total restoration. They didn't run, but he needed cash right away. And he called me. We'd done a little business before, and he said, Randy, I need cash. I need to sell these Corvettes. I need it right away. It's an emergency. Can you, you want these cars? I'll cut them down to a good price. But I need it right away. This is no joke. 11 o'clock, we go to the bank, gather up the cash. I hook this 
truck with 700,000 miles on it to a three-car trailer, and I take off for Richmond, Kentucky with a buddy of mine that worked for me, and we drove straight through. We get there the next morning at uh, 7 o'clock. We pull up the guy's house, and uh, he comes out. I pay him for the cars, load them up, and we drive straight back. 700,000-mile Dodge Diesel. And today it's pushing, uh, it's over a million, too. But if you take care of one and you put a little effort in, but what the people nowadays think that they're, I'll tell you a couple of quick little stories. I used to do business with a BMW store. Uh, and BMWs for me, are, we're having some issues. BMWs is not the quality that it used to be, in my opinion. And if you buy them like I buy them and you work on them all the time, you'd lose a little faith in them, too. But I was doing a lot of business with BMW store. And some of these stores get, uh, let's put it this way, uh, they get where the used car managers want to deal with somebody their age. And I'm past their age a long way. Most of these young used car managers. But I was buying the good, the bad, and the ugly from the BMW store. And I was buying cars with bad motors. And the reason I was buying cars with bad motors, they were selling them to young girls, and they would tell them, hey, this car is maintenance-free for 50,000 miles. What they meant was they were going to pay for your oil changes, but they wouldn't change the oil. And I was buying cars with forty and 48,000 miles, with bad motors. They wasn't changing at all. The maintenance-free, they thought, was you don't have to do anything. Well, there's so many vehicles that dealers hard sell you on them that they twist people's thinking up where they think they don't have to do anything. There was a diesel, the 6.2 Chevrolet diesel was that same situation. Dealers say that this is a diesel of the future. It's low maintenance, this, that, and the other. And people had issues with them. I saw them with 500,000 miles, and people never had a problem. But they changed the filters. They watched the water and the fuel. They, they did the right things. But a lot of people said, oh, well, it's a diesel. I just drive it. And they, did, they had a lot of issues with it. So you got to take care of what you, you buy. But you also got to take care of how you buy it. Because you can be in a trap, sign that contract, be in prison for 84 months and even worse, 108. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what's going to happen in this country in the next four years. And I'm going to tell you, if, if the witch from the from the east gets in there, I don't know what. We, we, that lady, she's got a big broom. I'm going to tell you, she got a big broom. And I don't know what she's going to do to the car business. You know, I don't know what she's going to do to the insurance business. I don't know what she's going to do to the banking business. So we don't know how this is going to last. But how do, here's a thought, and I've dealt with this due to the devaluation of the peso and devaluation of the ruble, and the ruble's Russian money. But how do you make everybody equal in the United States? Think about that a second. How do you make everybody equal? Devaluate the dollar. There'll be a day when we see that devaluating the dollar because they want to make everybody equal. They want to control us. And the more regulations, the more rules, the more, you know, so we're fighting this all the time. Now, do you want to be prepared where you you owe for eight years, seven or eight years on a vehicle, and we don't know what the economy is going to do, what the presidency is going to do, what the government's going to do? I don't want them long-term notes that's facing me every month not knowing what's going to happen, what's, what what's going on. And I guarantee you, you give me a little wager and give me a little odds, I'm going to bet you Obama within two years is head of the United Nations. The real president, George Soros, owns a 100 companies, a 100 countries, and that's enough votes to make him head of the U.N. He's thinking about the big future. I used to think he'd want to be the president again, but no, I think he wants to control the world. What does power do to you? Does it just consume you and you want more and more of it? You don't care who you run over and what's going on? Well, that's my two cents for the day. I hope, I'm sorry I got sidetracked, but I get fired up. I get fired about the well-being of our country. I love America. You know, I love what we're doing. I love that we were built on the Constitution and on the Bible. I love that we're 
you know, the people, why we're succeeding, even as bad as Obama is, it's the good, hard-working, smart, ambitious Americans. It's not the government. They're terrible. They can't run nothing. They can barely run their, their well, their nose runs. That's about it. So, I mean, what are you doing? Are you giving back? Are you opening your eyes? Do you believe everything the government says? Do you believe everything the car dealers tell you? Do you believe that this car is going to, is your love of your life? You've lost that love and feeling. Well, I hope you haven't lost the love on your last purchase. You know, do you, do you take the time to think about what you did and how you did it? I want you to go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. We're going to talk a little bit about it. We're going to talk a little bit about hassle-free auto buying. And we'll just talk about, you know, how you're feeling, how you're buying with emotions and feelings, you know, your opinions. Are your opinions bigger than you are? Does somebody got to believe in your opinion so much? Does the purchase you made, you want to prove to everybody you made the right purchase? Well, does your bank account believe that? Does it really come back pocket national? That's where the true, the true hurt comes from every month. Oh, man, I can afford them my payments, but they just come too often. Thank you, 930. Uh, I just love you. Anybody's got a call, make sure you tell your friends and neighbors to tune us in. We'll be back in about two minutes. Now, back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on 930 a.m. The answer. Thank you for tuning in to LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. This is Randy Adams. I'm hoping you're having a great Saturday morning. I am. I love giving back. I love being on the radio. I love the answer, uh, 9.30 a.m. But give us a call if you have any questions. You don't talk about anything. It don't matter to me. 210-308-8867. This is Back Pocket National. Hey, if you're a sponsor out there and you'd like to sponsor this show, Prove to the community that you want them educated. Not a preferred customer, not a VIP customer that gets ripped off when they walk into the dealership, but a customer that's educated, cool, calm, collected, confident, knowing what you're doing when you walk in to buy your next vehicle. Because we want to teach you the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. We bring up all kinds of stuff and information and I, I'm having a tremendous response at my car lot. People are calling me. Let me give you my number at my office. You'd like to talk to me there also. Excuse me. It's 830-625-7159. Like I said, the, this number here at the radio station is 210-308-8867. But give us a call because we want to talk about your next purchase, being prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually to walk into these dealerships. You're going in there, and it's a battle. They, they'll they represent to be your friend, but they'll take every available dollar. Will your, your best friend take every available dollar and put you in a pinch, put you in a bind, sign you in a contract for 84 months? That's the average right now. Unbelievable. 84 months, and we don't know what's going to happen in the country in the next year or two. And you want to be tied up on a, a note for 84 months? Hey, save that cash. Put a bunch down. Make sure, buy what you can afford. There's two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. Hey, buy what you can afford. And that's what I want you to do. So I want you to be there. You know, the professionals, and this is the, I got this out of the magazine of one of the car dealers, magazine. The professional selling is making someone want what you have. And what you need to sell. Your sales manager's got a list. They got bonuses to sell you on something that needs to go away. Something there that's been too, there too long. Something that they got a big bonus. I've seen $500 bonuses. The biggest deal I ever saw in my life was a Ford dealer that his uh, brother bought way too many vans. And uh, the van place needed to get rid of these conversion vans. So rumor had it, and I can't verify this, but he got paid a lot of money to buy all these vans. They were sitting. Conversion vans had died. Nobody was buying them. So the owner was a genius. He said, let's put it this way, guys. I'll give you all the profit that you make on these vans. We'll put them in what I own them at, 
and you get all the profit. You should send them vans fly out of there. Them salesmen, them people were coming in to buy a little bitty car, and they were going out with big, big old conversion vans. I could not believe it. I witnessed this. I saw this. And the salespeople were making a lot of money. He enticed them to move those units. Well, dealers entice salesmen to move units. And it's your money they're going. They entice them with a $500 bonus. So if they're going to get paid on commission and a $500 bonus, you don't think they're not going to steer you? You know, it's illegal steering in real estate. And that's steering a person and not giving them any options. But tell them, I guess your opinion, I don't know. I mean, that law looks a little vague to me. And red line, red line is mean telling people not to do this. That could be a red line. Don't buy this car. Here, let me sell you this conversion van. Were they doing that? They were doing something because, let me tell you something, them conversion vans flew off that lot after he did that. I could not believe it. But there's bonuses out there. That's why 80% of the people that walk into dealerships buy something they don't intend to buy. So are you making? Are you getting that opportunity? Are you? You don't think that salesmen are not thinking about that? Well, don't they want that five hundred dollar bonus? You know, if we are faithful in opportunities today, we may well be affecting the future. So, what are the opportunities today? Are you saving money, losing money, throwing money away? Or are you on a train wreck to lose a lot of money? Well. What environment have we created with the purchases we made? The environment you live. Now, think about environment. You know, we, we put ourselves in certain environments, and that's financial environment, too. Because remember, we talked about earlier that the roughest thing on a marriage is finances. Well, what if you put yourself and your family in an environment on a, on a vehicle that you buy? And there's some vehicles right now that you can buy. Hey, I'm going to talk in a minute also about what's going on with uh, 10000 and 12000 off. Uh, so we'll talk about that, too. But what environment are you putting yourself and your family in, making bad decisions, buying more than you can afford? Listen to a salesman tell you that all you got to do is make these easy payments every 30 days, of course. So where are you at on your last purchase? Are you in an environment that you feel like you're trapped in? Have you lost that loving feeling on that last purchase? One that you're going to love forever? You're going to keep this car for 20 years? You're going to keep this truck for 20 years? You know, I had a banker in not long ago. It's a good banker friend of mine. And he was thinking about buying a new car. And I said, now, how long are you going to keep it? How many miles are you going to put on it? What do you think it's going to be worth in three years from now? He decided he needed it for three years. He decided he was going to have 100,000 miles at the end of three years. And he looked at, at the loss, and so we figured out what would be the least amount of loss. He wanted a new car. This banker's not mechanically inclined, let's put it this way, you know. Uh, he's not a mechanic, and, he, and he, he knows his limits, you know. I mean, kind of limits. We're going to talk about limits one of these days, too. Uh, I can pertain limits to your purchases. But anyway, he w- so he, way up, how long are you going to keep a car? How many miles are you going to put? And what do you expect it to be worth? You know, I told you about look at a vehicle with the miles you expect. If you're buying a, a 16 now, look what it's going to be worth. Look at a 13, the same kind of car with the miles you're expecting. You'll see what they're retailing for. Back it up two or three grand. Take the retail price out of that and figure out what the real value is going to be. Is that what you want? Can you afford that? Does that fit your budget? that fit your needs and your family? Is that going to create a hardship on your marriage or a hardship on a relationship, you know? And let me tell you something. Oh, man. Ladies, don't get involved with a guy that's going to use your credit. Oh, man, I've run across that a couple of times lately. Oh, man, we're in love. We're going to get married. Yeah, help me buy this truck. Oh, sure, honey, I'll sign that note. And about three months later, the real guy comes out of the closet, and he's gone with the truck, and he's not making the payments, and it's killing your credit. She had, this one had excellent credit. This boy's running around. The banker's trying to find him. The repo guy's trying to find him. She's trying to find him. Boy, ain't that a hardship? Hey, these guys, these people 
I'm going to tell you, if their credit's no good, you better look at a little. Keep your credit away from them. And I've just talked to a good friend of mine whose daughter married a guy. And they, she went from having a little money saved up and excellent credit. And in three years, divorced now after she married him, credit rent, no money, all the debt, all the problems. Hey, you know, when you're signing that note, you're responsible. You know, once you lose that, you're in a battle. So, you know, ladies, watch out what you're doing. And don't go buy your boy, your new boyfriend on an antique, a hot rod, or a special interest car. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I don't want to get in the middle of that deal, but there was a 57 Chevrolet a friend of mine bought for her new boyfriend. He was in a hurry, so what do they do? They buy it on eBay, and it comes in. Oh, man, it's a rust bucket. It is a piece. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. And now... They they kind of did it in a wrong way. And eBay, you got to watch out on eBay, and there's some situations there. So now they own a 57 Chevrolet that they gave $30,000 for. And, uh, you know, it's probably got $30,000 worth of Bondo hiding the rust. <coughs> and, of course, they sent the guy cash. They, they went up there and picked the car up and didn't look at it real close. And they paid cash for it, got it back home. And he'd done a real good job of covering everything up. And so now this lady, and now the boyfriend, she's figuring out he's a pure rat. Now she's got a $30,000 57 Chevrolet that's a rust bucket that's worth about eight or $10,000. I'm telling you, it's bad, really bad. So watch out what you're buying your boyfriends. You know, you've lost that loving feeling. Hey, they love when they buy, you buy something for them. Of course, that love may not last very long. <clears throat> so I hope you don't make that bad decision on buying your boyfriend a vehicle or getting him in getting in jail with him, trapped up with him. You might be looking for him, and the banker might be looking for him, and the repo guy. I guess y'all join, join up the team and go after him. But then you got this unit, and he hadn't taken care of it, and he had no intentions of paying for it, and it's not worth nothing. So take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. Don't let, but don't buy with your heart. Don't make a purchase with your heart. Follow your heart, maybe, and where, where you're going. But lots of time, old heart gets you in a trap and gets you where you owe. Here we go. We owe, we owe, we owe, and away we go. So make sure you're not making that bad purchase. Ladies, listen to me. And this market, we talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it again. If I was buying a car and not a new car, and it was over $12,000, I would wait until October 15th. We're going to have a market drop. We saw a little this week. But what's happening is we got 3.1 million off-lease cars coming in. We've got 4 million rental cars hitting the market. And we got new car manufacturers trying to fill up every dealer in the world. So we're going to have too many cars on the market. And what happens there? Every year when that all comes together, and this is the worst year than ever before, because there's more of those cars hitting the market, we're going to see a market drop. I think it's going to be a thousand dollars fifteenth September fifteenth, maybe two thousand. Another one October first. So take a look. I explained this last week. Let me explain it one more time because I mix some people up. The cars are going to drop two to three thousand. It's over twelve thousand dollars. So these dealers sitting with a thousand fifteen hundred, and there's some independent. Used car dealers, they're not manufacturers. They don't sell to manufactured cars. They're sitting on all these cars that at top price. They paid top price June, July, and August. We, you know, And now it's starting to slow down. It drops in September 15th. If it drops two to $3,000, and there are going to be some cars, believe it or not, 4000 Might be some trucks, too. So they've got a $3,000 market loss. So you've... It's just like it's just like the stock market. You can buy stock at a high price, and when it all crashes down, do you want to pay it at the high price? Well, that's what you to be doing. You're paying at the stock when it was valued at a hundred dollars a share. Now it's fifty, or now seventy-five dollars a share. Do you want to buy it at the hundred dollars a share, or do you want to buy it to seventy-five dollars a share? Well, that car's worth seventy-five, let's say, a share. And you want to pay the dealer owns it at a hundred. You want to pay him a hundred and ten dollars a share. That's what you're going to be doing, 
after October 15th. Now, dealers were going to work you for all they can get, and they got to make money because they still got a tremendous amount of overhead going through every month. Think about that. They still got to pay their overhead. The cars have lost value. You walk in, hey, you're, hey, come on here, son. You're my new best friend. I want to sell you one of these cars, and I got a bonus coming if I sell it. And I'm going to tell you something. We're going to be friends forever. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you something. You paid too much. Hey, if you pay five, let's say they make $2,000, a car drops three grand. Excuse me? Now you're 5000 a little bit more than you should have been because of the market. Yeah, they want. They need to make a profit. They need to make the overhead. And then you drive it off the, the curb and it loses more. How can you overcome that? You're talking about getting on your knees. Yeah, you need to get on your knees and pray this car will last because you're behind the eight ball a bunch trying to catch up. The market's going to drop. It does every year for the last 40 years. It's going to happen, and we're going to see it harder than ever before. I talked to one of the new car owners here in San Antonio, one of the, in my opinion, one of the smartest men in the car business that I've ever seen. I'm talking about a man that owns a lot of dealerships, a wealthy man that works every day, stays on top of it. And we discussed the market change for 30 minutes. He came to me to talk about it, and we discussed it, and the man's a genius. And he sees the same thing I see because we live, eat, and breathe this business. There's so there's a million different ways to make money in the car business. You wouldn't believe it. It's got to be a million. I mean, there's so many. There's add-ons. There's the F&I department that's finance and insurance. That's why we, we launched Hassle-Free Autobuying. Take the fear out of walking to the dealership. Take the fear out of dealing with a bad dealer. Take the fear out of buying a car you don't want to buy. You will end up buying something you can't afford. Uh, just like that lady in that Jeep. She wanted a different Jeep all loaded up. She got a stripped-down base model, little one. Well, they're going to sell you what they got a bonus on. That salesman's going to... Redline you, he's going to steer you. He's going to do everything he can to sell the one that's going to make him the most money. He don't care about your needs, your wants, your desire. Where is your desire? Your desire is to be the make the best purchase you can make. So this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. You know, our arrogance, our arrogance, know-it-all. Are you one of them know-it-all people that know-it-all, you know, you know, and you're the easiest ones to sell? You know, in this in this age of information, knowledge is plentiful, but wisdom is scarce. Do you have wisdom in your next purchase? You know, you ought to know what you need, the direction you're going, and what you want to buy. You know, where do we put our desires in a purchase? Is it got common sense to it? We got Chris online. Thank you for calling Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars. dot com. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good, Randy. I just listened to you on the radio, and uh, man, you sound pretty smart. I, and I need some good advice, man. I uh, I want to buy a used car, and I'm a uh, I'm a member of Costco's, so I want to go through them. I think they're uh, good to go through. And the reason I want to buy this car is, see, I'm a truck driver. I drive here in town for a construction company, but every time it rains. We don't play, you know. We don't. We don't work. Yeah, you don't drive. So, yeah, we don't drive and stuff. So uh, I want to buy it so I can uh, maybe get a job through Uber also. And I'm just wondering, is that a good decision? You know, it's not a bad one, and I agree with you 100. percent And I'm, I like you being productive and looking for ways to make money when you're instead of being a couch potato. I agree with yes, you 100, percent Chris. So you need to buy what you can afford. What will last, what will get you good fuel mileage, what they'll accept. they got parameters in what they'll accept. Now, what scares me about Uber is, uh, and but I think there will be other ways. These cities sometimes look for reasons to get rid of them. I think they're having a problem in Austin right now. And so, you know, it might be in that situation. But I think there will always be something in, in that that will work for you because you've got the desire to work, you know. Yes, sir. There's also, uh, it's pretty tough, there's courier systems jumping up everywhere where guys are running stuff around in couriers. But the problem there is the vehicle you buy, will it outrun due to the miles you're putting on? So you just kind of got to weigh that up. 
And if you come across something and you need to talk to me, I hope you wrote down my office number. I'll be glad to answer any questions. But I agree with you, and you need to stay on, on top of what the laws are going to do and what's going on. Now, I'd buy a car that would would keep its value the best I could. I would be looking at, you know, honestly, I'd look at a 08, 09, 10 Impala maybe, a Prius. Priuses are cheap right now. And a Prius, yep. maybe, if they'll, if that qualifies. Impala may qualify. Uh, I don't know if you can find a Crown Vic or a Grand Marquis. But you need to get something basically affordable that will keep its value, get decent fuel models. The Crown Vics get about 20. The Impalas get about 30. The uh, Priuses get 40. So you got to weigh that up because you're paying gasoline to move these people around. So that's a effective cost. Sure. You've got to look at insurance, you know, and then just in case the laws get squirrely and so or the city changes their mind, you got to be prepared for that, too. So, you know, be right. able to sell that car that you've got. Did I make uh, sense at all? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I do. We've, had, <clears throat> we've had people lately go to learn to buy and sell cars.com, our website, and half of it tells you how to buy a car. Get prepared with your, your interest rate, clean your credit up, uh, go to your bank, talk to them, find out what the total note, what the interest you're going to pay. Uh, go shop, shop, shop. See what the market on your car is. And we're going to be in a market change, so that's going to be very difficult. That's why a lot of people go to the other side of my website and go to learn to buy and sell cars.com and describe the car they're trying to buy. We'll make an offer on your car, and I'm going to make money, so you add a little bit wholesale, but then you add a thousand or two thousand. For the retail price, we want dealers to make money. We just don't want you to get ripped off. So you'll know some type of market. Now, it's going to be very valuable between September 15th and October 15th because we'll know how much the market's going to drop. And that way you'll know what the value of that car. So you don't get trapped in the old market. You want to buy in the new market, the day's market, not the past market. And so we've slipped a little bit. The new, the old market of uh, June and July was high, and the new market of, of August is starting to slip, and you're going to see a big slip in September. So I think you're going in the right direction. I hope I've led you in the direction you need to go. Uh, so yeah, that's very helpful. Now I should wait till after September. Or well, what? get your ducks in a row. Talk to Uber. Find out what the parameters are. Check out what okay. insurance you're going to be, what times available are going to be, when you're going to spend this time on it, you know. Talk to them about rainy days when you're not working and get it all lined up before you start looking at that purchase because you've got okay. to know exactly what fits their parameters, you know. Okay. Right, and check out if there's some other new ones coming out. I've, I've heard of some others they're trying to launch. So, I mean... Uh, get everything, get all your homework done. Put that effort in, especially on them rainy days, like probably what we've been through and what's going to happen pretty quick here. But talk to some of the drivers. Talk to the uh, people and find out exactly where you're at. Uh, have you saved any money up to buy a car? That's what I'm starting to do right now. Yeah. You know, I, I, cash I'm is king. Up pretty good. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I want to get ready. I don't know what the economy is going to do. Like you said, uh, we don't know. If Hillary wins, I know we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Oh, I agree 100%. Uh, I don't want she's going to do the laws, regulations. She said, hey, we got it. December 1st, there's a bunch of new laws coming in on employers. Uh, uh, November 10th, there's going to be new Obamacare rules coming in. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to come, that's coming in effect. So do your homework, get it set up, and give me a call at my office, 830-625-7159. If I can help you, I'll let you know what the market's... 830? 830-625-7159. Uh-huh. Be glad to look for a vehicle that'll fit your parameters, but you need to make that rise purchase because if you go in on the old market and it doesn't work out or they change the laws or something, you got to be able to sell that car. Yeah. You gotta look at the future. Make today pay off for tomorrow. Just like Correct. getting it set up, getting your information. Make today pay off for tomorrow. So you're okay. prepared. Well, I really appreciate it, Randy. Thank you. Anytime. My pleasure, Chris. Okay. God bless you. 
This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. The platform I have is to teach you to give back, to have you mentally, physically, spiritually prepared to make your next purchase. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. I try to learn from you. I try to learn from dealers. I try to learn from the economy, what's going on. My eyes are open. I've got uh, common sense that the good Lord's blessed me with. I wished I had the wisdom of Solomon. I don't. I wished I was as smart as some people think they are. I'm not. But I do my best to teach you the good, the bad, and the ugly about the car business. We've launched HassleFreeAutoBuying.com to teach and to help people to make the best purchase, to take the fear out of walking in the dealership, making the best purchase, dealing with the right dealers. There's a lot of bad dealers out there. I got the best Toyota dealer. I got Ford, Chevrolet, Dodge, Cadillac, uh, Lincoln. I've got all these dealers that are the right dealers. So hassle-free auto buying. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. We want to buy your car. If you own a company, we want to buy stuff that you're not using, that you're just sitting there. And turn it into money. If you if you need 15-passenger vans, I've got some great deals on some 15-passenger vans. I want to buy your van. I want to buy your truck. I want to buy whatever you've got for sale. So make sure that you go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Describe your car. I'll make you an offer. I won't be like Auto Trader uh, Buying Center. I won't cut you to your knees because we put the VIN number in there. I want to tell you the truth. Now, if I have to fix something to sell it, we are going to have to cut the price a little bit. Go to the other side, get your credit rating, get your score, clean your credit up, talk to your bank, make sure that you can afford the interest rate, what the best interest rate you can get. We're trying to educate you the best I can. God bless everybody out there. Let me tell you, get your head straight. Forgive everybody. Live longer. Forgive everybody. I love you. San Antonio, this is Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. God bless each and every one of you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.